Okay, uh, good morning, good Chodesh, and yeah, today's daf is daf Yud Aleph. I'm going to go from the fourth last line of Yud Amud Beis, 10b. Today's shir is Lilu Nishmas, um, Shmushner Zalman Ben Alexandra Zev Halevi, and Lilu Nishmas Ben Sion Ben Zev Avram Halevi. May their memory be a blessing. Um, just to reiterate what I said at the end of last year, I don't want people to think that I don't want questions during Shir. I actually like a few questions during Shir because then it doesn't feel like I'm speaking to just the computer screen. And so I like the videos on and I like, the, I like, uh, I like knowing that you guys are there. Um, but I just wanted to say, like, it is quite, quite a, some of the principles are quite complex or might get caught up in the discussion and not sure what we mean at the end of the death. So I was just saying, like, I'm more than happy if you want to message me after of uh, you know, F- philip i was just saying um for you i didn't know what i meant at the end of last year i wasn't saying don't talk, ask questions during shir because i actually like questions during shir as a uh, shir as i just mentioned it makes me feel like i'm actually giving a shir to people as opposed to just a computer screen um, so i like the questions during shir i was just saying that if you feel that um it's a longer question or you just want to clarify a point or clarify a principle, then like I said, a Ruvin is a lot of uh, principles that build on each other. And if you get the principles clear the first time, it gets a lot easier as we go along. So don't feel bad uh, messaging me or phoning me later on in the day to uh, clarify some of the principles or some of the ideas if you want, um, if you feel it will help you or be necessary. Okay, then just one other point. Um, Philip, you asked yesterday, why don't we, we were discussing that chair, we were, we were discussing it in regards to, we mentioned um, porots merubala oimet or porots ka'omet. If you have a standing part of a wall and a gap in a wall, when do you view the gap as cancelling out the standing part, etc. And then it mentioned it, it, it has a similar machlokes regarding kalim. If you have, we were discussing a chair which had two strips of leather on the side and a space in the middle. So we were discussed. So we discussed there. Do the um, do the two leather straps on the side have to be bigger than the gap in the middle, or can they be equal to the gap in the middle? Um, that was a thing. And Philip, you asked yesterday, what about um, why don't we say lovewood by the chair? So I just saw. So I was looking into it, and last night I saw Tosfos bring it. Tosfos asked that, and they say it's uh, Tosfos divra maskil or. They just say, You can't view the airspace as closed because of lovewood. We have a halacha moshe mi sinai that we don't say lovewood by tuma. So lovewood, um, you can't say because something is within three tfochim, like a, uh, a window is uh, within three tfochim, the sides of the window within three tfachim, we view it as sealed regarding tumah, regarding the halachas of what's considered a mechitza, which would affect sukkah and eruv, etc. Um, it would work, but we don't say lovud by tumah. Okay, and he might be quoting the um, sukkah dafyud ches, but I didn't get a chance to look it up. Okay, so that would be, I was lucky that the, I didn't have to go too far to find the answer. It was Tosfos on the page. Okay, now to start today's daf, so we bring a Quote from the Mishnah, the next point in the Mishnah, it says, If you're putting a Tzuras HaPesach, then even if it is much further, or much wider, if the opening to the Mabu is much wider than 10 Amos, 
You don't need to make it smaller. I remember we've been seeing now that if you're putting a koira or if you're putting a lehi, you can't have the opening to the maboy more than 10 amos wide. But we, the Mishnah says if it's a turas hapesach, a turas hapesach is basically a door frame. You put up two side posts and a lintel, then that is, uh, then it can be wider than 10 amos. So eshkechon turas hapesach de mahanya berechovo. We know that if you have a turas hapesach, it helps with the width. Either opening to the mabu can be even wider than 10 amos. For amal chura de mahanya begvo. And we also learned that a Fancy decorative crossbeam. Remember that Maltra right from the beginning of the Masech, the fancy decorative crossbeam can help with the heart. I, if it's higher than 20 amos, remember we said in general you have to make it lower. The Kora can't be higher than 20 amos. But if you have a fancy decorative crossbeam, then it can be higher than 20 amos. So Moraz, what about the opposite way around? Does an amaltra help even if the ama, if the Mabui is wider than 10 amos? And does the Tzuras HaPesach help for the heart, if it's higher than 20 amos. So, Toshma de Tanya, come in here, we learned in a bright, Mabu Shihuk Vome Esrim Ama Yimat, the Imiyesh Lotsuras Apesach, Ainot Sorek Lamat. Okay, see, we have one bright that answers our one question. If you have a Mabu that is higher than 20 amos, you have to lower it. You have to make it less than a 20 amma airspace between the floor and the cross beam. But if it has a Tsuras Apesach, if it has a door frame, then you don't have to lower it. So, we see a door frame helps both. Regarding the heart and re- regarding the width and even regarding the health. Now we haven't answered the second one. Is Amaltra Berchovamai? Does the Berchovamai? Does the Amaltra, this decorative crossbeam, help regarding the width? So Toshma Kamenia, the Tanya, as we learned in the Brisa, Mabui Shehu Kavvame Esrim Ame Yimat. If you have a Mabui that's higher than twenty amos, you have to lower it. That's the first point. Second point, Vaharochov Me Eser Yimat. If it's wider than ten for ten amos, you have to narrow it. Ve'im Yeishlot Suras Apesach Einot Zorich Lamart. If it has a Tzuras HaPesach, you don't have to lower it. To make it smaller, sorry, not lower it, make it smaller. And also, if it has a Maltro, you don't have to make it smaller. My love, a safer. Must be, again, we mentioned two cases. If it's too high and too wide. Sorry, the other way around. We mentioned if it's too... No, that's right. Um, yeah, we mentioned too high and then too wide. And then we mentioned two fixes, a Tzuras HaPesach. And uh, Amaltra must be they each that the that the that they're each that the Amaltra is going on the second one. If it's too wide, sorry, uh, yeah, if it's too. So he says, law, no, not necessarily. A ratio could actually be going on the ratio. So we actually haven't answered the question whether an Amaltra helps. But now we go on to a new po- a new point. So again, the point we learned that. Um, if you have a Tzuras HaPesach, it helps, it, it works, it, it enables you to carry in the Mabui, even if the Mabui is wider than 10 Amos. Rav Yehuda was teaching Chia his son, that was sitting by Rav. Rav was listening into the Chavrusa when he was teaching his son. And he said it as follows, If you have a Tzuras HaPesach, you don't have to make it more narrow. But Rav jumped in and said to them, No, teach it as you actually do have to minimize it. I, Rav learns that a Tzuras HaPesach does not help for a wide Amah. We took for granted because that was the text of our Mishnah, that if, even if it's wider than 10 Amahs, a Tzuras HaPesach helps, enables you to carry in the, in the Mabui. Rav learns the Mishnah saying the opposite. 
that even if it has a Tzuras HaPesach, you still need to limit it. So Tzuras HaPesach doesn't help more than a Lechi or Korah in the context of a wide, um, a wide, uh, in the context of a wide uh, Mabui opening. Now, just before we go into the next point, just a little bit of background, is if you have a Chotzer wall that is Poritz Meruba Ala Oimed, there's more openings Remember, we always have to distinguish a doorway doesn't necessarily detract from the um, from the wall, the oimed. The oimed is the standing part and the porridge is the breached part. Now, as we've seen, you can just have a tsuras hapesach over the mabu. You don't need an actual wall. You can just make a doorway. So a doorway doesn't necessarily detract from the sars. So we have a halacha that if you have a Regarding a chotzer, again, to carry in a chotzer, even though it's private property, it needs to have mechitzas, it needs to have walls around it. It says, if you have the breaches greater than what is standing, it is not a valid wall. So, what we're going to see, if that wall, this the one side of the chotzer is made up of a wall that is just open doorways and, um, and open windows, I, and obviously they don't have uh, glass or doors, etc., anything that would be able to close them, then, and obviously also the bottom is less than, is more, is less than 10 tfachim, yeah, this case, yeah, um, then the question is, does that have the state, does that Surah Sapesach help for all the openings? If you look at this, on the simple, re- so firstly, look, the walls have to be lower than 10 tfachim, the underneath of the window. Remember, window is going to be surrounded by walls. The underneath of the windows have to be less than 10 tfachim, because if they are 10 tfachim, then you automatically have a wall. Remember, to be considered a wall, it just has to be 10 tfachim. Um, so that's the first point. Um, and obviously, all these spaces are completely empty. If they had doors in them, or even uh, windows that open or close, or glass, obviously then they would be considered walls, partitions, so it wouldn't, that's not what we're discussing. Again, what we're discussing is um, this sort of scenario, and again, do you see it's much more porots a la oimate. There's much more airspace than wall. The question is, at all, at Tzuras Pesach, it's a Tzuras Pesach over the doorways, and it's a Tzuras Pesach over the windows as well. So does that enable you to carry in this wall, even though it is, in this chotzer that has this wall, um, are you able to carry it, even though it's porots, merubala, oimate, the openings are more than the closed part. So with that in mind, Omar Rabbi Yosef, Midivrei Rabbeinu Nilmat, from Rav we learn, chotzer sheruba psochim v'chaloinas, if you have a chotzer that's wall is mostly openings and windows, doorways and windows. does not help. My timer, where does he see that? We were just learning according to Rav that the opening of a that that the opening of a Maboy doesn't help if it's wider than ten Amos. Where does Rav Yosef get that it also wouldn't help in this scenario? I this wall that I've got on the screen that's mostly windows and doorways and not so much actual do, actual wall would be invalid. This is my timer. What's my source? He says, Well, the Yoise me eser oiser bamaboyo porots merubala oimed oiser bechotzer. We know that if you have a gap in, if the maboy opening is more than 10 amos, 
it forbids carrying in the mabui. And if you have more open spaces than wall, it forbids carrying in the chotzer. Ma yoiser me'eser ha'oiser b'mabui eino nito b'tzuras ha'pesach? Well, just as more than 10 amos in a mabui a tzuras ha'pesach doesn't help, af poritz meruba la'oimed ha'oiser b'tzuras ha'pesach eino nito well then, so too, if you have more openings in the wall of the Chotzer, the Tzuras, then wall, the Tzuras HaPesach won't help. Right, what's Rav Yosef doing here? He's taking two halachas, two principles, one we find by Mabui and one we find, find by Chotzer, and saying, if you say the one by Mabui doesn't help, I, sorry, let me rephrase it. If you have a Tzuras HaPesach over a Mabui, it doesn't, so sorry, if you have a mabui that is wider than 10 amos, according to Rav, a tzuras ha-pesach doesn't help. Okay? It's considered open. So he wants to say the same thing by Achotzer. If you have a porotz merubah ala oimed, you have more windows and doors than actual wall, windows and doorways than actual walls, then... Atsuras HaPesach won't help because it's considered open. Again, he's saying it's where the opening is considered too open, the Tzuras HaPesach doesn't help. So the Gomorrah is going to say that's not such a good proof. And it's going to be based on the case we saw yesterday. Um, you know, the Gomorrah is going to say it doesn't, your, your logic doesn't work based on the case we had yesterday. Remember yesterday we discussed a well in Rosh Harabim. Chazal came along and said you can put in four corner beams uh, around uh, and spaced around the well and people can go draw water sorry one second um, if you have uh, remember we learned yesterday that if you have a well you can't draw from it because a well is Rishus HaYochid into Rishus HaRabim so the rabbis went lenient for those traveling to Yerushalayim and were camped in the Rishus HaRabim how could they get water for the animals so they made exactly that as long as you just put these four corner um four corner beams in, posts on each of the four corners, you create a Rishus Hayochid within those four posts. Now yesterday we were discussing Rabbi Yehuda's opinion, according to Rabbi Meir, the gap between the corner posts, one corner post to the next, cannot be greater than 10 Amos. So regarding that, um, it says, if you have a gap of more than 10 amos, it forbids carrying in the maboy because it doesn't help by the boards by a well, according to Rabbi Meir. Toime beparot meruba ala oimed ha oiser bechotzer shekein hotarto eitzel pasabirois le divra kol. How can you extend that halacha to where you have more opening than walled part? Which is forbidden in a chotzer, but it's permitted by posse biroz. I, in the case of the well, you actually, I mean, my diagram's clearly not good enough to scale, but the length of the boards on each corner is much less than the 10 amma gap between the boards. So what do we see? They went linear, they went, they, so what do we see? Yeah. So what do we see? Regarding Porat Merubala Oimate, they're more lenient. They say in the case of the well, it doesn't matter Porat Merubala Oimate. However, a 10 amma gap does matter by a well. So we see that Chazal was stricter regarding uh, opening 
that is more than 10 Amos, then they were with Poritz Merubala Oimed. If that's the case, then you can't learn from, uh, from the case of uh, from one to the other because it's actually stricter. Yeah, the, sorry, the, um, yeah, the case of a, a gap wider than 10 Amos is stricter than the case of Poritz Merubala Oimed by a Chotzer. And therefore, you can't learn from the stricter one to the more lenient one. How do we know it's stricter? Because by the Pasebiros, these boards around the well, if it's a gap of 10 Amos, it's invalid. If it's, but we know that it's, that it's valid even though there's not more Poritz Merubala Oimed. Okay, so we leave, um, we don't have a proof for Rabbi Yosef's halacha of regarding Poritz Merubala Oimed by a wall. But now, Lema Masaile, let's say a support for him. If you have a wall that is majority opening and windows. Okay, so the picture we saw before, you have a wall that is more mostly openings and windows. Mutar, it's permitted as long as you have more walled than breached. The Gemara says, Sheruban Salkaratov. How can you say that has more wall than breach? You just told me it's mostly open spaces of doorways and windows. And now you're telling me, as long as it has more wall, it's muta. Says, so, no. What it means is, Ela Amos, Sheribo Bohem, Sochim, Vachaloinos. As long as it is, uh, we're discussing a wall that is full of windows and doorways. Um, that's the case we're discussing. If it's full of windows and doors, as long as the you have more oimed than porets, more built up than more ga- than gaps, than openings. And what do we see? That a tzurisa pesach doesn't help. Again, from this brisa, we see by the fact that it says even though you have, unless you have more built up than gaps in the wall. Even though it's all Tzuras HaPesach, it doesn't work. So we have a good proof. We have another proof from this price that this concept that Tzuras HaPesach doesn't work to fix Poritz, the problem of Poritz Merubala Oimed. It says, Omar Rav Kahana, Rav Kahana says, Ki Tanya Shamai. He says, no, that price was regarding Broken entrances. What's my pitchay shama? What do you mean broken entrances? So pliki bo rav rechumi rav yosef. It's a machloikes rav rechumi and rav yosef. Chad omer deleislu shakifi. One says it doesn't have side posts. I basically to make these openings, they just chiseled out, knocked out some bricks from the wall. So you end up with a jagged side. You don't have a, a smooth, flush side post. You have a jagged one because you just knocked out the bricks to make this. Opening. That's the one opinion. The second opinion is Vachar Omer Deleislu Tikra, it doesn't have a lintel. But other case, if it doesn't have a lintel, well then it doesn't have a Tsuras HaPesach. Remember the lintel, the crossbar on the posts is what makes a Tsuras HaPesach. So either way, again, we don't have an we don't have a good support for that. Remember, the question we're asking is if you have a Chotzer wall that is theoretically more porots than oimate. Poritz Merubala Oimed, it has more gaps than closed off part, but the closed off, but there is a lintel across the top. Do we say that the Tsuras, by the fact that it's all Tsuras HaPesach, it's all doorways, that, it, um, that it's valid or not? We haven't actually resolved that.
Okay, now we go back to our original point regarding, remember we started off, the Mishnah came along and said, if you have a Mabui that is wider than 10 Amos, a Tzuras HaPesach fix that, fixes that. If you put two posts and a lintel, you can carry in that Mabui, even though it's wider than 10 Amos at its opening. Comes along, Rav, and said, that's not what the Mishnah is meant to say. The Mishnah is meant to say, it doesn't fix it. The Tzuras HaPesach doesn't help for wider than 10 Amos. And for Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan actually also agrees with, with Rav. Where do we see this? To Omar Ravin Barav, Omar Rav Yitzhak. Rabin Barabada said the name of Ravitsa. Mase Boodom Echon Bikas Base Choron. There was this person from Base Choron. Shenod Dalit Kundisin Baaba Pinois Hasode. He put four poles on the four corners of his field. Umatche Zamoira Laim and he pulled a string taut over them. He wanted to know, does this count as a good Surah Sapesach? What's the question? Again, here we're not, not yet discussing Shabbos. His main question was regarding Kilayim. We know if you have a vineyard, you have to leave a big gap before you can plant grain or vegetables. But if you have a wall, you can plant the vineyard all the way up to the wall, theoretically. And the grains and stuff, you can also plant basically all the way up to the wall. I mean, the issues of damaging the wall, but for all intents and purposes, you don't have to leave a large gap if you have a partition. So what he did to make this partition, he put in, you know, very similar to our Eruvs. What are our Eruvs made of? Two poles and a string across the top. So that's what he did. He put a pole on each corner of his field and he put a string across. Now, what do we see from... Um, yeah, so he created a Tzuras Pesach, and they wanted to know, is that a valid partition? So he says, And the sages came along and they told him, Yup, it's a very good Tzuras Pesach, and therefore it counts as a partition. Again, all he has is four poles on the corner of his field and a string running from pole to pole. Just as it's permitted, it counts as a partition regarding Kilayim. It also counts as a partition regarding Shabbos. Ah, you could carry in that field because it's got four walls. Not really walls, but four doorways, which is fine. It says, Rabbi Yochanan, Omar Rabbi Yochanan says, hitiru Shabbos lo hitiru. Loi. No, they allowed him, they said, for Kilayim we're more lenient and it counts as a partition, but for Shabbos it doesn't count as a, it counts as a Tzuras HaPesach, therefore it counts as a partition. For Shabbos it doesn't count. Now, but my skin, and what's the exact case there? Again, remember what we're trying to prove is if a Tzuras HaPesach wider than 10 Amos counts as a Tzuras HaPesach. So he says, Maybe you're saying that the string is from the side. Let me just quickly show you this diagram. Um, yeah, I was running out of time, so it's a bit uh, rough. Uh, A bit rougher, but there are basically two ways you can put this string across or this or this beam across. And the one is over the top, you balance it on top of the posts. The other one is you tie it or fit it to the side. Now you think if you're actually using string, it's much easier to do it around the side because you can just take the one end, wrap it around the post, go to the next post, wrap it around the post, go to the next one, wrap it around the post. Very easy to make a Tzuras HaPesach if you can do it to the side. So maybe that's the case they're discussing and that's why Rabbi Yochanan says it's invalid. So he says very unlikely. He says, If you make a Tzuras HaPesach from the side, you make the... You don't put the string over the top, you put the string around the pole on the side of the pole. That's invalid. Now, assumingly, it's a blanket rule that it's invalid under all circumstances. 
It says, Ella al kabam. It must be that the string was made on top of a mai. Then what's the case? I, why would Rabbi Yochanan come along and say it's not a good surah sapesa for Shabbos? So he says, Ella love it must be be yeser me yeser. It's more than ten. I, the question here is regarding kilayim. We don't mind that there's a ten amma gap between the posts and the, and obviously you've got the string going over it. According to Rach Lokish, oh, that creates a good surah sapesa. Why did Rabbi Yochanan say it doesn't work for Shabbos? Because he holds that surah sapesa must be narrower. Even if it's a Turas HaPesach, it still can't work if it's wider than 10 Amos. The Gemara answer says, La, not necessarily. La Oilam Be'eser. No, we're actually speaking about where it is only 10 Amos wide. Uminat Sad, Ubederav Chizda, Komifliki. And we're discussing where the Turas HaPesach is on the side, either middle diagram on the page. And the question is, they argue in Rav Chizda, either string's not going on the top, the strings going around the sides of the poles, and according to Reish Lokish, it's still a good mechitza. He argues on Rav Chizda, and Rabbi Yochanan theoretically agrees with Rav Chizda that it is not a good mechitza. Now the Gemara points out, "Oh, Verami de Rabbi Yochanan, that Rabbi Yochanan Verami de Reish Lokish had Reish Lokish." But if you learn like this, you end up with a contradiction in Rabbi Yochanan and a contradiction in Rabbi Reish Lokish. To Amar Reish Lokish, Reish Lokish says. Mishum Rabbi Yehuda Bar Chanina, in the name of Rabbi Yehuda Bar Chanina, Peyam Uteres Le'inyan Kilayim Avalola Shabbos. If you have a woven or a braid of vines, it permits it regarding Kilayim, but not regarding Shabbos. Where Rabbi Yochanan Oymer, Kamechitzas Le'Shabbos, Deloi Kach, Delo Kach Mechitzas Le'Kilayim, Delo, just as it doesn't work for Shabbos, it doesn't work for for Kilaim. It sounds like Reish Lo- how we previously learned Reish Lokish that just as this sort of um, setup works for Kilaim, it also works for Shabbos. And now he's saying, Reish Lokish is saying it doesn't work for Shabbos. And we had Rabbi Yochanan, we learned Rabbi Yochanan saying it doesn't work for Shabbos, it does, but it works for Kilaim. And here Rabbi Yochanan says it doesn't work for Kilaim. So it seems to contradict their teaching. So he says, Reish Lokish is actually easy to answer. You can say the teaching that it does work if it's from the side would be himself. And this teaching here is in the name of his Rebbe as we started off. To Omar Reish Lokish, Mishum Rebbe Yehuda Bar Chanina. Reish Lokish said in the name of, he's quoting his Rebbe. Um, so that's Reish Lokish. Ela the Rebbe Yochanan, the Rebbe Yochanan Kashi. According to Rebbe Yochanan, it's difficulty. If you want to say that, this is the initial distinction we wanted to make. Rebbe Yochanan says it doesn't work because it's on the side. And here, sorry, Rebbe Yochanan says there it doesn't work. Um, by the by, the person who made the four corners of his field because it's wider than ten, and here it doesn't work because it's on the side. I uh, wider than ten, but over the top would work for um, wider than ten, but over the top. Yeah, would work for. Kilayim, but not for Shabbos. And Minat Sad wouldn't work at all. That's a good way of resolving it. Again, but then you're saying like Rabbi Yochanan that a Turas HaPesach wider than Fort Vochim doesn't work. But if you say both cases are discussing a Turas HaPesach where instead of the string going over the top, it's going along the side of the post. 
Well, then... Um, then you run into trouble because... Sorry, one second. Um, yeah, then you run into trouble because why in this case did he say it doesn't work for Kilaim and in the previous case he said it does work for Kilaim. So the Gemara says, He says, no, both cases are where the string was done around the side and there where he said it's also by Kilaim is where it's more than 10 and here it's where it's less than 10. I, how are we learning Rabbi Yochanan at the moment? Very interestingly, regarding Shabbos, the Tzuras HaPesach has to go over the top. If it doesn't go over the top, it's an invalid Tzuras HaPesach. Regarding Kilayim, it depends if the posts are closer or further than 10 Amos apart. If the posts are closer than 10 Amos, it's good. If the posts are further than 10 Amos apart, it does not work. Again, for Kilayim, this, this, uh, cr- the string going around the side as opposed to the top. How do I know that you can make? Where do I see that you make a distinction regarding 10 less than 10 amos or more than 10 amos wide. To Amalei, Rabbi Yochanan and Reish Lakish, Rabbi Yochanan said to Reish Lakish, Loi kachoyo hamase sheholach Rabbi Yeshua etzel, etzel Rabbi Yochanan benuri lilmoit Torah. That's not the case. What happened was Rabbi Yoshua went to learn Torah from Rabbi Yochanan benura afal pishe boki beilchus kilaim, even though he was an expert in and he saw him sitting between two trees. And there was a vine strung across, a cross, a vine strung across the strings. So he asked him, If there are vines on the one side of the string, can you plant on this side of the string? Again, what's the setup? You basically have two trees with a string going across them. So you do have a tzuras. Does that count as a tzuras apesach? So amaloi be'eser mutar be'yosem eser osul. He says that, well, if it's less than 10, it's mutar. If it's more than 10, it's osul. Now, b'ma'az kinan, what's the exact case? If you want to say the string is going over the trees, yesem eser osul. Would more than 10 really be also for hot Tanya? We have another Bryce which teaches. This Bryce which says if you have these certain types of poles and you string uh, again a, a woven or a braid of vines over them, even if it's more than 10 amusus mutar, so it must be a case where the string's not tied over the trees. It's tied on the side of the trees. And he says, and he says there that if it's more than ten, it's mutar, it's osur, and if it's less than ten, it's mutar. That's pretty. That's conclusive. I. The main point we're going on from here again regarding kilayim, we see that there's a. According to Rabbi Yochanan, you would probably be allowed to tie the string on the side of the posts, but if it is tied on the sides of the posts. They would have to be closer than 10 Amos. If they're more than 10 Amos, then it's not a valid Surah Sapesach. Regarding a string over the top, at the, the way we've learned at the moment, that works even if it's wider than 10 Amos. Yes, Basil. Yeah, well, I've, I've had a problem with this for quite a while. Yes. Um, because we started off the principle of Hekar. Yes. And we've now left that out completely. And, and it seems like Hekar 
even with a with a with a kilayim, a kiekel makes sense. So these things are for hekel, so that you can know where the end of the field is. And yeah. therefore, and now we haven't mentioned it now for a few tapines. <laughs> yeah, it's a very good yeah, question. To be to be a hundred percent honest, I haven't got exactly clear when we like what we consider a hacker or not. But it seems Chazal had some awareness that if you have like an entrance wider than 10 Amos, just a Lehi or just a Kora does not count as a hacker. But if you have a proper door frame, then maybe it makes, it creates a greater awareness and it does count as a hacker. But uh, it's a good question. I'm not clear on the exact, uh, on the exact definition and uh, when we insist on it. Yeah. Yeah. It's in. Yeah. On the you're saying what difference? Ah, what difference does it make if the string is on the side or on the top regarding the hacker? Yeah, good point. It's it's obviously it seems to be more than it seems to be. There's not only the factor of your. It seems that there might be dual factors at play. One is hacker. You need to have a hacker, and if you don't have that, it doesn't count. And another fact is it needs to count as a partition. And that's also, so what's, def, what's the definition of a partition? Because Porat's Murubala Oymed, that first picture I showed, remember, with lots of windows and lots of doors, you're definitely going to see that, but there it's not what, what we're requiring is not a hacker there. What we're requiring there is Porat's Murubala, you want Oymed Murubala Porat, you want more closed off. To count as a wall, you have to have more closed off than wider. So it seems there's dual factors or multiple factors at play on the requirements of setting up this Eruf. One, like you're saying, is um, Heker, which Chazal were aware of when people, when it would count as a Heker and when not. And the other is the laws of what constitutes a partition. We did see, we did see earlier on in the Masech that might have been a Machlokas. Tosos might have learned, according to the one opinion, you need both. But we saw there are two ways of viewing the Korah. Do you view the Korah as a Heker? Or do you view the Korah as forming an invisible partition? And remember, it made a difference of could you, if the partition's on the inside of the Korah or on the outside of the Korah. So we did, we have seen that not everyone seems to always ascribe by Heker. Or if you do say they ascribe by Heker, they ascribe you need Heker and partition. Or, you know, something like that. So... Yeah, it's a good question, and as I said, I don't have a hundred percent clarity of when exactly you need both, but we definitely see the different factors at play. Um, yeah, sometimes we're discussing: do you need a, is it a valid hacker or not? And sometimes we're discussing: is it a valid partition or not? Like, is it a doorway as opposed to just uh, opening or something like that? Okay, good point. Carry on. So now the Gemara mentions of going to discuss. Laws regarding carrying on with halachas regarding the Tzuras Pesach. Gufo Marabchis the Tzuras Pesach she also minat sad lois of olo klum. At least regarding Shabbos, if not Rav Chizda holds it in all areas. But if you have the Tzuras Pesach from the side, you have the cross beam not over the posts but on the side of the posts, it would be invalid. And second halach he says Vomar Rav Chizda Tzuras Pesach she Omru Tzuras Shetei Brirok Shetei Lamid Bodeles. This door frame has to be strong enough to fit a door to it. But he says, but it can even be a straw door. I, it doesn't have to have a, a door and it doesn't have to hold a proper door, but you have to be able to attach something to it, some sort of screen, some sort of door, that it, it has to theoretically be strong enough to attach it. 
Omar Reish Lokish, Reish Lokish says, Mishum Rebiyana in the name of Rebiyana, it's Surah Sapesach, Srikhin Heketzir. It also needs a Heketzir. My Heketzir, what's a Heketzir? Omar Ravavia Avkosa. Ravavia says it's the, the hole for the hinge. Their hinges weren't like ours that are fixed on the side. Basically, out of the door, you have a little pole coming out the top of the, the door and a little pole coming out the bottom of the door. And you slot and, and then you have a hole in the ground and in the lintel and you fit it in like that. And then it swings on that hinge. So he says you also have to put in the heketzir. It has to be, it seems we're saying how far do you have to go as making it a normal doorway. Okay, Rav Acha Ravashi. Rav Acha found Ravashi. The Talmidim of Ravashi, Omar Omar Midi Pesach. Has your Reb, have you did have you taught anything regarding Tsurasa Pesach? So Omar Lelo Omar Veloklum said I never taught anything about Tsurasa Pesach. This piece of Gomorrah sounds a bit weird. What they asked Ravashi, have you ever taught anything regarding Tsurasa Pesach? And he says no. So one shot from the riff, again, I don't think necessarily everyone agrees to this but one shot from the riff is that no he's asking have you heard of this teaching that the Tzuras HaPesach has to have a Heker Tzir and he says Lo Kluma, nothing I would never say such a thing uh, it doesn't have to have a Heker Tzir okay then a new point Tana we learnt in a bride Tzuras HaPesach Omru Konami Konva Konami Konva Konal Al Gabayim the Tzuras HaPesach that we've spoken about as we know is a branch a beam a post here, a reed on one side, a reed on the other side, and a reed on top of them as the lintel. Trichin liga or loy trichin liga? Does it have to touch or not? That the easiest for us to understand, fitting in with the scenario that we've been discussing, is uh, this case here, where as you can see, the side posts don't reach to the top, and the koira is placed just hovering on, uh, not hovering, resting on the wall, but for all intents and purposes, hovering over the Tzuras HaPesach. Now, obviously, if, you, if this is the sort, let, let's just fit this in so we can get a clearer idea of what we're speaking about. Obviously, if it, this is the sort of scenario where a lechi would make the mapui kosher, well then, obviously, it doesn't make a difference. You don't, you don't, you have a lechi or a kora. But let's assume this mapui opening is more than 10 amas. And we're going in the opinions that a Tzuras HaPesach helps for a Mabwe that is wider than 10 Amos. Does this count as a good Tzuras HaPesach? You, have, you do have a pole on the side, a pole on the side, and a beam across the top. But the beam, there's a gap between the poles on the side and the beams on the top. So Rav Nachman, Omar Ein Liga, Rav Omar Tzrichin Liga, Rav Nachman says it does not have to touch. I have this diagram that I have here is a good Tzuras HaPesach. And Rav Sheshe says, no, it has to touch. And that's invalid. Also, Rav Nachman, Rav Nachman, when he was fixing up the Maboy for the Reish Galusa, the Reish Galusa was the political head of the Jewish community in Babel. He did it, according to him, he didn't make the lintel touch the doorpost. Rav Sheshe told his assistant, Rav Gida, go break it down. So he went and he broke it down. So when the Reish Galusa found him damaging their doorposts, their doorway, their entranceway, they uh, put him in jail. And also Rav Sheshes, And when Rav Sheshes went, it seems he got him released. He came to the gate and he says, Come uh, Rav um, Come, Rav Gada, come out, and he came out. Maybe I think maybe the Reish Galusas heard that he was, when Rav Sheshes came to fetch him, they realized that he had been doing it for Rav Sheshes, or if he's Rav Sheshes' Talmud, we'd better let him go. Okay, 
And, and now Rav Sheshes wanted to find out what's the halacha like. We see Rav Nachman was prepared to paskin that this is a kosher tzuras hapesach. So he asked, so he says, Have you learned anything regarding Tzuras HaPesach? And now the halacha he's going to teach him, which actually will answer this question, is actually regarding mezuzahs. So we know that if you have a, um, we know that we put mezuzahs on all our entranceways, but important to note is that for a, for a doorway to count to be obligated in a mezuzah, it has to have uh, two lintels, uh, sorry, a doorpost on either side called mezuzahs, and the lintel, often called the mashkaif, across the top. If it doesn't have that, it's not a good doorway that's obligated, and it also has to have a minimum width of four tfokhim and a height of ten tfokhim. So those are the requirements to fit it in. What about an arched doorway? Because an arched doorway if you look at least on this diagram on the bottom left, you don't. You might have ten tefachim high and four tefachim wide, so you have the theoretical doorway there, but you don't have a lintel. You don't have a straight lintel across the top. So that's the point of the discussion. You see, he says, "Omalei, in I've got a halacha regarding a doorway." He says, "Tanina, we learned in a in a mishnah." Kippur, if you have an arched doorway, Rabbi Meir machayv mezuzah v'chachomim paturim. Rabbi Meir say you're obligated in mezuzah, and the chachomim say you patur. V'shovin she'im yesh beragleo asora she'i chayeves. And they both agree as long as you have ten in the legs, ten tfochim in the straight part of the doorway, I before it starts to bend in, or according to Rashi, before it bends into less than four tfochim, as long as you have ten tfochim high and four tfochim wide, I before it starts to um, diminish, to go smaller than that, then it is, everyone agrees, you chayev. Now what do we see from here? Where's the, as I started off this point, where's the lintel in the case of the archway? The lintel must be the bricks or the support beam that they would often put across the top of the archway, just above the archway. So what do we see from here? That the mezuzahs, the side posts, don't actually have to touch the top lintel. Because again, in an archway, you don't have the lintel resting on what we're considering the side posts, the door posts. Now, Abaya gives, it's not clear if Abaya is explaining this Machloikes or giving a different shot in the Machloikes. But, um, but Omar Abaya, Abaya says, mm-hmm. If you have a height of 10 and the straight leg part is not 3 Tfokhim, or in the, or you have three tfochim in the legs in the straight part of the doorpost, but you don't, but it's not ten tfochim, huh? Loklum, that's definitely not a doorway. Why if you have three, why if you have less than three tfochim in the straight part of the, the legs of the lintel, is it definitely not a good doorway if it's less than three tfochim? Because basically it's as if it's on the ground. And then there's only archway, there's no standing part, there's no side posts of, it's only archway, no side posts. But he says, keep Ligi, when do Rebbe Man the Chachomim argue? Beyesh Beragleo Gimel, Vigvoa Sora, Vain Rechova Arba. It's where the, it reaches as high as, oh, I got cut off, wait a minute. Um,
Yeah. It reaches as high as 10 Tfakhim. And there are legs that are 3 or more Tfakhim. There are side posts of 3 or more Tfakhim. However, straight shortly after the 3 Tfakhim, it starts bending in. So there isn't 4 by 10 Tfakhim all the way to the top. Theoretically, you could carve out this doorpost and you'd have enough of a doorway. So Rabbi Meir says you can view it as if it's carved out and you have 10 by 4. And the Rabbonin say you can't carve it out. You don't view it as if you can carve it out. Unless you actually do carve it out, and therefore this would not be a valid doorway. So just to highlight this last case, again, you obviously have clear side posts of three tfokhim. However, Rebbe Meir says as long as it goes up to ten tfokhim then, you can view it as if, if you can see the pink, the pink dotted line, you can view it as if you've cut it away, and then you do have four tfokhim by 10 Tfokhim and it's kosher doorway. The Chachomim say, no, look, at the end of the day, the doorway, the actual opening, is not 4 by 10 and therefore it's not Chayab in a mezuzah. So now, Omar Lay, remember this all started with Rav Sheshes, who was it? Yeah, Rav Sheshes, um, who had knocked down the Reish Kalusa's doorway because he felt it wasn't good because the lintel was resting on the beam. But everyone clearly holds that if the lintel, the lintel, from this price, it's clear that the lintel does not have to rest on the side posts. So, if you come across the family, the household of the Reish Kalusa, don't tell them this Mishnah. I'll be in serious trouble. That I broke down their doorway when there's a clear Mishnah Brisa that goes against me. Okay, that's the end of the first Mishnah, the end of that discussion. Now, the second Mishnah. Hersher Mabui. How do you fix a Mabui? This is what we mentioned. This is what the, the, the Mishnah at the beginning of the Masechta should have started with this. The Mishnah should have said, if you have a Mabui, how do you make it a kosher Mabui? And then once you've major, mentioned putting in a Lechi and putting in a Koira, then you can discuss, is it too high or is it too low? So that's, uh, um, that's what we started. And we gave an answer over there. But I'm saying, here we're coming. How do you fix the Mabui? How do you hechsher? How do you make it that you can carry in the mabui? So beishama oimrim lechi v'koyra. Beishama, I say you need a lechi and a koyra. U beishilo oimrim oy lechi oy koyra. And beishilo say you need either a lechi or a koyra. Rabbi Eliezer oimel lechayin. Rabbi Eliezer says you need two lechis. Mishum Rabbi Shmuel Omar Talmud Echod Lipnei Rabbi Akiva. In the name of Rabbi Shmuel, one of the students told Rabbi Akiva loy nechluk u beishama beishilo al mabui shehu pachos mi arba amos. We, they're not speaking about a mabui that is less than four amos wide. Shehu nitar oy belechi oy that is permitted with either a lechi or a kora. Alma nechleku al rochov arba amos vaad eser. If it's if it's a mabui that is between four and ten amos wide, there by shama oimrim lechi vekora beisil oimrim oy lechi oy kora. There by shama say you need. Both a lechi and a koira, and Basil say you only need one. And Omar Rabbi Kiva alzev alzev nechleku. No, they argue in both cases. According to Rabbi Akiva, is how we started off the Mishnah. Beishamai hold on an entrance way to a mabui. Obviously, we're speaking less than ten, or ten or less, because if it's more, as we've just gone through the Gemara, it's a whole different discussion. If it's more than ten, discussing an, a mabui that is ten or less, you need a lechi and a koira according to Beishamai, and just a lechi according to. 
Beis Hillel, just the Lehi or according to Beis Hillel, and according to Rabbi Eliezer, the third opinion, you need two Lehis. Now the Gemara says, come on, this Mishnah doesn't seem to be going like anyone, because earlier we, just, we assume we're discussing a Mabu Mufulash. Remember, we discussed there's a Mabu Sosom and a Mabu Mufulash. A Mabu Mufulash is a Mabu that's open on both ends into the Rosh Hashanah. So assumingly here, by the fact we don't specify a Mabu, we must also be speaking about a Mabu Mufulash. But this, the Loika Chananya, the Tanakama, this doesn't fit in with the Chananya or the Tanakama. Because earlier on, I don't remember what Daf it was. It's around Daf, hey, Daf Wolf. Um, the Tanakama said at Suras HaPesach, if you have a Mabui Mufulash, you need a Suras HaPesach at one end and a Lechi or Koira at the other end. Chananya said you need according to Beishamai, doors at both ends, or at least, according to Beishilal, a door at one end, and a lechi or koira at the other end. But either way, this Mishnah says you just need a lechi or koira, that doesn't fit in, you should at least need a Surah Sapesach according to the Tanakhama, or doors according to to Chananya. Uh, so he says, No, no the, the Mishnah is asking, how do you fix a Mabui Sosom? I am Mabui that is closed on three sides. It's a cul-de-sac. And it's open on the fourth side. Beishama Oymrim Lechi V'Koyra Beishilil say, Oy Lechi, Oy Koyra. Beishama, I say you need a Lechi and a Koyra. And Beishilil say, either a Lechi or a Koyra. Okay, let's just do one more point. Beishama Oymrim Lechi V'Koyra. Beishama, I seem to say you need a Lechi and a Koyra. Does Beishamai hold that for something to be enclosed, it needs four walls? Is that why I insist on three proper walls and a lechi and koira on the other side? You need something substantial because you need a fourth wall. Otherwise, it still could be a Rishus Harabim Doraisa. Unless it has four walls. So he says, law. No, if you would throw from a Rishus HaRabim into a Mabui which only has three walls, you would be Chayav. Because a Mabui, an area that's fenced in on three sides, is a Rishus HaYochid Doraisa. That's why if you throw from the Rishus HaRabim into it, you'd be Chayav. The question is, can you carry in the Mabui? Chachomim went strict and said, Ad Arba, you need four open, you need four walls. Ah, you need three proper walls so that it's not a, so that it's a Rishus Hayochid Doraisa, and regarding carrying in it, you need to do either a Heker or some sort of uh, symbolism of a partition on the other side. Basil, Omrim, Basil will say, Oi Lechi, Oi Kora. Oh, well then Basil will say, you need either a Lechi or a Kora. We see something very insubstantial. Says, does Beis Hillel hold, can we deduce from here that Beis Hillel hold, it has to have three walls to be considered a Roshus HaYochid Doraisa? So Moses says, Lo, No, it could be that if you would throw from a Roshus HaRabim into an area that's fenced off on just two sides, that you've done a Isu Doraisa. Maybe if it just has two walls, it is also Doraisa. I mean, we're not saying clearly, but it could be. And the Taltal at the Ikashalo Shadosh and Basil say, but to carry in the Mabui, there's a Xeratarabonan and you would have to have three walls. I that's why you have if you have a Mabui that is open on one end, you have three walls and just something almost almost symbolic, a heker on the fourth wall, but nothing substantial. Okay, we've discussed the first two opinions on the Mishnah by Shammai and Basil, and tomorrow we'll start with Rebbe Eliezer. Good morning, today's Daf, Good Khoidesh. Um, today's daf is daf yud beis, 
Um, I'm going to go from the third last line of Yud Aleph Amud Beis, 111b. Um, today's shir is Le'ilu Nishmas, Shayelet Shmuel Shner Zalman Ben Alexander Zev Halevi and Ben Sion Ben Zev Avram Halevi. It is also for a Rafur Shlema of Avram Ben Freida. May he have a, speed, a very speedy recovery. Now, yeah, remember yesterday we brought the Mishnah which asked, How do you fix a Maboy? And we brought, uh, Beis Shammai said you need a Lechi or a Kara. Beis Hillel said, No, you just need either a Lechi or a Kara. Then we brought a third opinion was Rebbe Eliezer that said you need two Lechis, Lechayin. And then we actually brought a, another opinion which was a permutation on the Machlokes Beis Shammai and Beis Hillel. That was Rebbe Shmuel. In the name of one Talmud, a, ta- or, um, a Talmud in the name of Rabbi Shmuel, that a co- it depends how big the, the Mabu is. If it's less than four Amos, then Beis Shammai and Beis Hillel say you need either a Lehi or a Koira. If it's bigger than four Amos, up to ten Amos, then you would need... Um, that's when Beis Shammah holds you need a Lechi and a Kora, but Beis Hillel holds you still just need either a Lechi or a Kora. Just to refresh our memories, remember the Lechi is the side post that you attach to the wall um, on the side, and the Kora is the beam that you put across the top of the Mabur. Now, the Gemara is going to analyze Rabbi Eliezer, so the, it just brings the quote from the Mishnah, Rabbi Eliezer, Oimer Lechayim, Rabbi Eliezer says you need two Lechis. So, Yiboy Lehur, Rabbi Lezer, Lechaim v'koyra ko'amer, o'y deal me lechaim beloy ko'amer, beloy koyra ko'amer. Is Rabbi Lezer, when Rabbi Lezer comes along and says, no, you need two lechis, is he coming to extend it from what we previously said, that you need a lechi and a koyra, according to Beishamai, and now Rabbi Lezer is saying you need two lechis, actually, so it's two lechis and a koyra. Or is Rabbi Lezer just saying, no, you need two lechis, but you don't need a koira? So, Tonrab, Toshma, come in here, Maaseh, but Rabbi Eliezer, Shehilach, Eitzel, Rabbi Yossi, Ben Preda, Talmidah, Le'uvlin. He went to visit his Talmud, Rabbi Yossi, Ben Preda, in Uvlin. Uvlin is the name of a place. And he found him sitting in a Echod. It had only one lechi. Now, the Gemara assumes, very interestingly... Um, well, let's carry on. So, Omar loy beni asay lechi. You need to make another lechi. Asay lechi achet. So, Omar lo. Vechi le stuma anitzorich. I really have to seal off the entrance of the mabui. I now the. I do I need such an extreme adjustment? So again, Rabbi Eliezer came to his Talmud and he said, "Who had it says one lechi?" And he says, "You know, you actually need to add another lechi." So he says, "Do I need to?" do such an extreme closing off of the Mabu. So, he says, yes, you have to do an extreme um, closing. And what difference does it make that you make such an extreme uh, structure at the entrance to the Mabu? So, Omar and now, Omar, Rabbi Shimon Gamliel, no nechluk. Now, Rabbi Shimon Gamliel is part of this price, and not part of this discussion. He says, no nechluk, who beisham abeisil ha-Mabu, shehu pochos me-arba amos, she'ein otzore klum. Beis Shammai and Beis Hillel don't agree that if the Mabu is less than four wide, arba, um, yeah, that you don't need to do any adjustments. When do Beis Shammai and Beis Hillel 
argue. Al rach of my arba amos if it is wider than four amos, but ad eser and up until ten amos. So between four amos and before four and ten amos, that's when you need. The, that's when we have this machloikesh. Rebbe Shama Omrim lechi v'kore. Rebbe Shama holds you need a lechi and a koyra. Rebbe Shilo Omrim oy lechi. And Beis Hillel say you need a lechi or a koira. Okay, this machloike is how of Vaishamai and Beis Hillel according to Rashbag will come back to. But let's go back to our primary discussion while we brought this b'risa. Why did we bring this b'risa? Because Rebbe, we're trying to work out according to Rebbe Lezer, when he says you need two lechis, is he saying two lechis plus a koira or just, a, or just two lechis? And he went to his student and he visited him there and said you need another lechi. So Moses Katani Mias Vilchila Soisma Ani Tsorich. The student said, Do I have to seal off the Mabui? Now Il Marpishlaim Lechim Vakira Mishum Hachi Oma Vilchila Soisma Ani Tsorich. It makes yeah, close it off, seal it off. It makes sense if you already had a lechi and a koira, and the Rebbe, Rebbe Lezer came and told him, no, you must add another lechi, I so that it has two lechis and a koira. makes sense for him to use the language of, must I really close it off properly? I must I put a door frame in? It says, If you want to say that Rebbe Lezer just told him to put two lechis, but without any koira, why would he emphasize... Do I need to seal it off? Two lechis doesn't count as a seal. So, um, so it seems to imply from this brisa that Rabbi, that this student already had a lechi and a koira. And interesting, they point out that Rabbi Eliezer was a Talmud of Beishamai. So his Talmud, Rabbi Yosi ben Prada, most likely followed Beishamai as well. Remember, Beishamai said you need a lechi and a koira. So it makes a lot of sense when the Rebbe, Rebbe Eliezer, came along and said, you need another lechi, there's a good chance that he's saying, put in two lechis and a kora. Because he already had, he, there's a very good chance he already had a lechi and a kora if we follow their traditions. So that's why the Gomorrah is happy to, wants to learn the Brisa like this. And therefore, but we see that Rebbe Eliezer would hold you need two lechis and a kora. But the Gemoy says, no, not necessarily. This is, could be what he's saying. I have to really seal it off with lechis. I isn't one lechi enough. Why do I have to come and put in two lechis? Okay, and Rebbe Lezer told him you do. So it's inconclusive. It's not so clear whether Rebbe Lezer holds you need two lechis or a lechi and a or two lechis and a korah. Now we move on to the next point of the b'risa. Oh my, we said in the b'risa, Oh my, Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel, Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel said, Lo nech leku beishamah or beishilel al mabu shepochos me arba amos she'enot zoriklo. Beishamah and beishilel don't argue if the mabu is less than four amos wide, you don't need anything. That's what Rabbi Shimon Gamliel says. Again, Rabbi Shimon Gamliel said, if the mabu is less than four amos wide, you don't need anything. He said they only argue if it's more. Now he says, But didn't we have a Talmud who said in the name of Rabbi Shmuel before Rabbi Kiva, He explained that no, argue, don't argue that if it's less than four Amos, it doesn't need a Lechi or a Kora. I, both versions agree that Beishama and Beishilil argue when it's of between four amos and ten amos, that you need a lechi and a koira lebei shamai, and just a lechi or a koira according to Beis Hillel. But what changed that? Um, but 
What? But here, regarding a mab, a mabwe that is less than four amos wide, Rabbi Shimon Gamliel came along and said you don't need anything. And in the previous Al Mishnah, it seemed to imply that you should at least need one of them, a lechi or a kora. So the Gemara also, like maybe he's asking, are they really arguing? So Omar Ravashi, Ravashi says, Hachi Omar, this is what Rabbi Shimon Ben Gamliel is saying. Ainot sorry, lechi If you have a, um, a mabui that is less than four amos, you don't need a lechi and a kore like Beishamai. Nor do you need two lechis like Rabbi Eliezer. But you actually do need either a lechi or a kore um, so in other words, when he said you don't need anything, he's not saying literally anything at all. He's saying you don't need any of the extreme, the extra fixing to the maboy, the extra lechi or the extra koira like Rebbe Lezen Beishama. But he's not saying you don't need anything at all. Obviously, if you have a maboy that is three amos wide or something, you would have to do something. What is that? So Rabbi Shimon Mangamil says you need to do at least a lechi or a kora. Once you hit four amos, then it goes, um, then you have to do, then it depends on who you follow, Beis Hillel or Beis Shammai. Beis Hillel say you still only need either a lechi or a kora. Beis Shammai say you need both the lechi and the kora. Just interesting question, why do we, just to, to refresh our minds, why do we mention up until 10, from four amos till 10 amos? So we've learned that if you have an opening of 10 amos or wider, it's like a proper opening. It can't just be fixed with the lechi or kaira. According to many, you need a tzuras apesach. Some amoraim, you need a tzuras apesach, a proper door frame. And according to others, um, even a tzuras apesach won't help in that case. You'd have to like board it up a bit. Okay, the Gemara then says, Vakama, what's the minimum size that would require a fix? When I say a fix, I mean putting in a lechi or a koira or something to make it that you're allowed to carry in the mabui. What's the minimum size? I We know up until four amos, it only needs one fix. From four amos to ten amos, it's a discussion. But what's the smallest size? How narrow does this entrance have to be that it still requires you to fix it? So, and some say it was Rav Yechiel, Ad up until four tfochim. So, if you have a four tefach entrance, you don't have to do anything to fix it. If the maboy the narrows and comes to four tefachim at the entrance, you wouldn't have to fix it at all. It says, Omar Rav Shayshes, new point, Omar Rav Shayshes, Omar Rav Yirmiya Barab, Omar Rav Moedim Chachomim Le Rebbe Eliezer, Bepasei Chotzer. The Chachomim agree to Rebbe Eliezer regarding the boards of a Chotzer. What's a well, I'll discuss at, the, at least towards the end of the daf um, some of the differences between a mabui and a chotzer. But we do know that a mabui and a chotzer have slightly different halachas. What is a mabui? What's the? Um, remember, a mabui is this alleyway that the chotzers go into, so it's slightly more public. A chotzer is a courtyard, sometimes a communal courtyard um, that it was used by a few people. A few different people had their houses opening into a chotzer. And those chotzers would open into a mabui. But um, by regarding a chotzer, they agreed to Rebbe Eliezer that you need two boards. Remember, Rebbe Eliezer says for a mabui you need lechi, two lechayin, one on each side of the entrance of the mabui. So he's saying that by a chotzer you would need two boards, one on each side. 
according to everyone. And or at least the Rabbana would agree to thing. Rav Nachman says, no, he still argues, but the haloch is actually like Rabbi Lezer regarding the boards of a chotzer. Again, if you have an open side of the chotzer, the chotzer is only fenced in on three sides, you would need a board on each side. For the, for the moment, we can call it a, a lechi on each side of the chotzer opening. Omar Rav Nachman, Bar Yitzchak, Man Moedim. Rav Nachman, Bar Yitzchak, who's this opinion that we say agree to Rebbe Lezer that by a chotzer you need two? It says, Rebbe, it's Rebbe. Halacha, Miklal, the Pligi, Man Poligolel. Are you telling me that the halacha is like Rebbe who argues on Rebbe? It says, Rabbonin, it's Rabbonin, the Tanya, as we learned in a price, the chotzer, Niteres, Pachpas, Echat, the Tanakhama, the Rabbonin say, if you have a a chotzer that is open on one side, it's closed on three sides, open on one side, you just need one board. I want lechi. And Rebbe Oimeh, Bishnei Pasin. And Rebbe says, no, you need two boards, one on each side. Omer Rebbe Asi, Omer Rebbe Yochanan, chotzer, Tzrucha Shnei Pasin. Rebbe Asi also said in the name of Rebbe Yochanan that a chotzer needs two boards. Omer Lei Rebbe Zeyre, Rebbe Rebbe Zeyre said to Rebbe Asi, Miyomer Rebbe Yochanan, Hachi. Did Rebbe Yochanan really say that you need two boards to fix a chotzer? You told us in the name of Rabbi Yochanan, the board of a chotzer only has to be fought for him long. So it seems to contradict. On the one hand, you're telling us that Rabbi Yochanan says you need two boards. On the other hand, Rabbi Yochanan says you need a board of fought for him. So what's the obvious answer to that question? How would you resolve this? You'd say... Fought for him on either side. Again, the one teaching we have of Rabbi Yochanan says you need a, a two boards. The other teaching we have says you, the board needs to be a minimum of fought for him. What's the easiest way to resolve it? Is say that you need two boards of fought for him, one on each side. So the Gemara says, Maybe you'll say that, yeah, in you hold you need fought for him on this side and fought for him on that side. It says, the Omri law, Kaime de Rebi Hanina Bar Poppy, Kairav Rav Arabaravimi taught Katana be Esser Utoida Bahadisre. The small courtyard, remember this old case we had of those two adjoining courtyards, the one big courtyard and the small courtyard, and the wall between them breached. And the Rebi. Um, and. Um, Rav Adabaravimi explained that the small chotzer's width is 10 amos and the wide chotzer's, the large chotzer's width is 11 amos. Now, how does that help us? Um, now, if you have this, how many tvochim are you going to have on each side? Three tvochim. Because remember, an amma is six tvochim. So if the small one is ten tvochim and the large uh, chotzer is eleven, sorry, is ten amos and the large one is eleven amos, then you're going to have an overlap of three tvochim on each side. So you can't tell me that Rabbi Yochanan requires both two boards and that each board is four tvochim, because then that mishnah doesn't work. That mishnah of a big chotzer opening into a small chotzer and the wall between them was completely broken down and you can use the 
inside the where the wall curves in on the big one up until the walls of the small one, that's only three tvachim on each side, and it says you can carry in the big one. So we see you don't need two boards, one on each side of four tvachim. So the Gemara answers, no key, so like Rabbi Zaira Miyame, when Rabbi Zaira returned from sea, Parsha he explained, Baruach Achas Baarba Mishnei Ruchais. He says, no, Rabbi Yochanan holds, if you're doing the board on one side, again, you've got a chotzer that has three walls and you want to put in the fourth wall. And you need, so you can't carry in it until you've done the fourth side. So Rabbi Yochanan holds, if you're doing the board on just one side, then you would need four tvachim. And if you're doing the board on two sides, then it can be any amount on either side. Right, so again, if you're doing two lechis, for a chotzer, that can be any size. If you're doing one lechi, then you would need four tefach board. It says, but wait, what about what we learned by Rav Adabaravimi? That doesn't really fit with our Mishnah anymore. That doesn't really fit with our explanation anymore. Because then the small one can be a tiny drop smaller than the big one. And you just have a little bit on either side and you can carry in the big chotzer. So he says, no, remember, actually, this is how we learned it a few days ago, Rebbe, he, Vesovalok Rebbe Yossi. That's actually Rebbe's opinion, who holds like Rebbe Yossi. I, this week, we saw this a few days ago, that Rebbe says, this that we said, that the Gedoyla must be one amma bigger than the smaller. I, we're discussing the, again, the big courtyard that's adjoining the small courtyard, and the wall between them broke. How much must the overlap be to be allowed to carry in the big one? Three tvachim on each side. So this is because Rebbe holds you need a pass on each side, a board on each side. And he holds like Rebbe Yossi that they each have to be three tvachim. And that's why the larger one has to be one amma bigger than the smaller one. So you have three tvachim on each side. But again, Rebbe Yochanan doesn't agree with that. Rebbe Yochanan wouldn't necessarily learn the Mishnah like that. Or if he did learn the Mishnah like that, he would say that's not our paskin. That's how Rebbe in the name of Rebbe Yossi holds. Okay. Next point. Yeah, keep in mind that the following, t- we're going to have two teachings in the name of Shmuel. Just keep that. So the first teaching is, Omar Rav Yosef, Omar Rav Yud, Omar Shmuel. Rav Yosef says in the name of Rav Yud, in the name of Shmuel. Chotzer ni teres pas echot. You can permit a chotzer with pas echot, with one board. I one lechi. Omar le abayale Rav Yosef, mi Omar Shmuel hachi. Does Shmuel really say you only need one board. Shmuel said to Rabbi Hanina Bar Shila, When you work, when you act, when you're paskening, when you're doing things in practice, don't yet to permit it, you either have to have majority wall or two boards. So Omar lay. So again, Rabbi Yosef came along and said, according to Shmuel, you only need one board. But his um, but Abaya challenged him. He says, but we know that Shmuel said you need either majority wall on once if it's coming from one side, or a board on each side. He says, all I know is about the following psak that he that that Shmuel gave. How um, but. In the shepherd's village, the sea extended into one of the chotzers. 
it broke open the wall. And they came before of Yehuda. And he only required one pass, one board. What's the case you're discussing? So someone had their beachfront house, and the walls of their chotz are basically extended up to the sea, but there was a little bit of the sea that went into the chotzer, that dent, that, uh, an indent of the sea that went into the chotzer. Now remember, the sea is a karmelis, and the chotzer is a rishus hayochid. So this owner is going to want to sometimes get some water from the sea. Maybe we're discussing not, a, not an ocean which is salty, but a, a regular sea or some other water. But he's going to want to draw water from it. So he can't. So how can he draw water, even though it's inwards of his property, how can he draw water from the sea into his property when the sea is a Carmelis and his property is a Rishus Hayochid? So Shmuel came along and said, you just need one board. By one of the openings, by one of the, on this fourth side, which opens into the sea, just put a board like a lechi on one of the sides. So we see you only need one. So Amalei Loshon Yan Komat, he says, you're trying to bring a proof from a, a, the tongue of the, the indent of the sea. It says, It's this leniency that the rabbi said regarding water. Uh, as we've noticed, this is the second time we've seen that the rabbis are more lenient in enabling people to draw water, to get water. And it seems a general theme that for whatever that the rabbis saw it necessary to go lenient and make it easier for people to draw water. So I guess because of the essential nature of water and the difficulty of managing without water. But where, where was the first time we saw that? So remember the Pasei Birot, the boards around the well that's in the Rishus Arabim for the for the Oilele Regal. So here's a second example of that. Could the boy me nay? Where do we see this? Could the boy me nay? Rabbi Tavla may rub as Rabbi Tavla asks may rub. Can you, does a hanging mechitza count in a ruin? Can you, would you be allowed to carry in a ruin if there was a, is a, if there, sorry, if there was a, if there was a mechitza tluya hanging wall? What does that mean? Generally, we know that really all a wall has to be is tent for him. And generally you pull tent for him, from the ground up. Okay, sometimes it's much higher, but it doesn't matter. The main point is that you have ten fochim from the ground up. What happens if there's a gap and there's ten fochim above that? For example, in a ruin, you're in a rundown house and there's a whole wall that's been knocked down from the bottom, but the top part of the wall is remaining. So you have ten fochim. It's a mechitza tluya. It's a partition that is hanging. Does that count? So, No, the only time that a mechitza Tuluya allows you to carry is regarding water. I'll explain the case shortly, but Kalhushe, Kilukachomim the Chachomim are lenient regarding water. Now, what's this case by water? So, we actually saw it in the Gemara Shabbos by a ship, but here it seems they're discussing a, board, uh, a building. What happens if your window overlooks the sea? Uh, is directly above the sea or a river or something like that and you want to draw water from there into your house on Shabbos. 
So the Chazal allowed you to set up a Mechitza Tlu. What do you do? You basically use your balcony as a box or construct the balcony as a box. It doesn't really matter whether the partitions on the sides go up 10 Fochim or down 10 Fochim. But let's just imagine to make it simple, you have a balcony. You make a hole in the middle and you... And now those walls, we view it as extending down into the water. And therefore you can draw water from between those partition, uh, partitions, between those mechitzos um, thing. But that's again a mechitzot truya. You've got your balcony up on the second floor of this building. And it's got mechitzos on the other side. And you use a hole in the middle to go down to draw water from the public, from the Carmelis, up into your house. So that's where they permitted a Mechitzah Tuluya. But in general, a Mechitzah Tuluya is not valid. But what do we bring in from here? We see Chazal were lenient when allowing people to draw water. So when Shmuel comes along and says you only need one board, that's a leniency regarding water. By the, by the tongue, this, that, Rav Yosef wanted to say, but I know by the case of the sea going into the Chotzer, he allowed it with one board. Then that's by water. You can't bring a proof from there. Now the word says, Mikomakom Kasha. Okay, so fine. So we left without difficulty. Again, we had Rav Yosef said in the name of Shmuel that you'd only need one board. And Rav Shmuel, bar, Shmuel told Rav Hanina Bar Shila that you only, only permit a courtyard if it has two boards or a majority wall. So he says, so Kiyas, Rav Papa, Ravuna, Braid Rav Yeshua, Mi Bei Rav, Pershua. When Rav Papa and, and Rav Huna, Braid Rav Yeshua, came from the Yeshiva of Rav, they explained, Mi Ruach Achas, Ba'arba, Mishtei Ruchos, Mashu, Lekanu, Mashu, Lekanu. No, if you're doing the board only on one side, then you need Fort Vachim. If you're doing it on both sides, then you can do with just a tiny little bit on either side. So Omar Papa, Papa says, however, I kashali ho kashali. But I still have the following question. Only permit a courtyard if it has majority wall or two passing. Lamali Rav Dofen, but pass Arba Saki. Why did he say you need a majority of it walled up? You don't need a majority of it walled up, you just need a board. So again, let's say you have a chotzer that is open 10 amos on the one side. So what does Shmuel, according to how we've learned, Shmuel says you can either put a lechi on each side or you can put a board of fort vachim on one side. But Shmuel told his, told the Shmuel, uh, who was it, I forgot his name, Rav Hanina Barshila, he told him that, no, you have to have a majority walled up. You don't have to have a majority walled up. You just have to have a board of fort vachim. It says, maybe we're speaking about a case where the opening was seven Amos. And therefore, four Amos is a majority. Again, why do you need... If it was a case of a seven Amos wide thing, you don't need um, four... You don't need four Amos, you just need three and a bit. Because Ravachilai, sorry, sorry, seventh Fochim. Maybe this entrance that Shmuel was discussing was seventh Fochim. And then he came along and said you need a board of fourth Fochim to tell you that the board, that you have to have a majority of the entrance walled up. So that still can't be because we have a teaching that if the Mabui, if the opening is less than Fort Vachim, you don't need anything. Remember, we saw that earlier on the daf. If the opening is less than Fort Vachim, you don't need anything. So if you've got a seven 
tefach doorway opening into a chotzer, not a doorway, an opening into a breach in the chotzer, you got seven tefachim, then three and a bit is fine because then you're left with less than four tefachim. So he says, e boys, so we give the two possible answers. E boys or three. E boys, kan kan The one case is with the chotzer and the one case is with the mabui. I buy a chotzer, you own, if it's four tfokhi, less than four tfokhi, you can carry there without any correction. But if it's, sorry, if it's a mabui, you can carry there without any correction. But maybe a chotzer, you can only carry if you've covered a majority of the entrance. That's the first answer. For Iboy's Aima, the second answer, to Rav Achilai Kufa Tanaihi. Rav Achilai is actually a Machloikes Tanaim, as we'll see later on in the Masechta. And But what are we saying? So at the end of the day, yeah, Shmuel could, maybe Shmuel actually does hold that you need to cover the majority, or maybe there's a difference between a Mabuy and a Chotzer. As I said, this difference between a Mabuy and a Chotzer will become more apparent as we go through the Daf and in, in later Prokim. Um, Toner Abonin, new point. Toner Abonin, we learned in a the Loshon Yam Hanichnas Lechotzer. Loshon Yam Hanichnas Lechotzer. Ein Memalim Emenu Beshabbos, Elim Kain Yeshlo Mechitzo Gvoa Yud Tfochim. Okay, this is kind of the case which we mentioned uh, recently. If you have the sea indenting into a Chotzer, you're not allowed to fill water, I draw water from the sea, unless you have a Mechitzo of 10 Tfochim. Now it sounds like, unless you have a mechitza narrowing the opening, unless you have a proper mechitza narrowing the opening. Again, the sea breached this chotzer on the fourth side, so the chotzer only has four walls. You have to narrow the sides to less than ten uh, amos. And obviously a proper mechitza of ten tvochim. This is all where it was breached more than ten amos. Aval asora and sorry klum, but if it is ten amos or less, you don't need to do anything. Now the Gemara points out, Wait, this doesn't make sense. You've just it sounds like all you're not allowed to do is draw water from the sea on Shabbos. I'm not allowed to take from the Carmelis into Rishus Arabim. But that implies you are allowed to carry in the Chotzer itself. And now the Gemara But the Chotzer is completely open to a place which is also to carry into. Again, we've seen this principle, very interesting principle. And just before we go into the principle, Rashi points out that whenever we say completely open, we mean either literally completely open, no walls at all on the fourth side, or we mean more than 10 Amos. It doesn't look completely open, doesn't literally mean completely open, it just means there's a gap wider than 10 amos. Those are the two possibilities of completely opening. But what's this principle, Nifritsu Chotzer Bimluel Makama Asula, is that if you have a Chotzer that opens, that's completely open into an area that you could not carry from the Chotzer into it, you're not allowed to carry in the Chotzer unless you fixed it. Now, the sea is a Carmelis, and the Chotzer is a Rishos So if you had a Chotzer opening into the sea, you're not allowed to carry from the Chotzer into the sea, so you would not be allowed to, um, 
you're not be allowed to carry in the Chatzar itself. Where did we see this principle before? So again, by the case of the large Chatzar, joined by the small Chatzar, and the wall between them was breached. You're allowed to carry in the large one because it has it has um, it has three proper walls and two small walls, two lechis basically. But the small one you can't carry in because there's only three walls, and even if it's and it's completely breached into a chotze where it can't carry because the chotzes aren't joined with an eruv, so you can't carry from one chotze to the other. So that's this principle of again a nifritzel If the courtyard is breached into an area where you can't carry, so again we back to our question: Why we imply that you're not allowed to draw water from the sea into the chotzer unless you have an eruv, implying that you can still carry in the chotzer, but you should not be allowed to carry in the chotzer. So the Gemara answers top of Yud Beizamud. It's where the remnants of the wall. I Rashi um, Rashi seems to explain that the wall under this 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 that the sea went over into the courtyard is over the wall. So under the sea, there's a wall of ten tefachim, which works to seal in the chotzer that you can carry in the chotzer, but you're still not allowed to draw from the water that's flown into the chotzer while it's still because it's still attached to the sea. So it's really the sea is one body. And you can't just put a little bit of a wall in the middle of the sea and say, I've split the sea into a rishus. It's one body, and therefore it would be, um, you know, we'll see this a bit more later on in the Masechta, but therefore the sea is still viewed as an independent, its own area, and you would not be allowed to carry from the rishus. You would not be allowed to draw from the water of the sea, even though it's kind of in the rishus ayachid um, thing, unless you have a proper... Unless you've set up the mechitzas in a certain way, but you could actually carry in the courtyard because of the wall that's under the water. Yeah, Oma, now a new point. Yeah, just before we go into the next point. Okay, so just before we start in the, into the next point, a little bit of background. Even if you have an enclosed chotzer, again of multiple owners, and even if you have, or even if you have an enclosed mabui. You can't carry in it, unless you've, we use the colloquial term, made an Eruv. In a Chatzer, we call it an Eruv Chatzeros. By a Mabui, we call, Mabui, we call it a Shitufe Mabuas. What do you have to do? So remember, really to carry in a Rishus Hayochid, and even from one Rishus Hayochid to another Rishus Hayochid, is only an Isu Durabonon. Doraisa, you can carry, you just can't carry from a Rishus Hayochid into a Rishus Harabim, or the other way around, or four Amos in the Rishus Harabim. But from one private property to the next private property... It's fine, according to Raisa. So the rabbis are the ones who said you can't, and it seems because of the confusion. Let's say you, you live in a complex, and you're going from your house into the communal area. There's a little aspect, this is one shot in it, there's a little bit of an aspect of you going from a Rishus Hayochit to a Rishus Harabim. Or it could just be that Chazal were instituted that as soon as you go from one Rishus Hayochit into another Rishus Hayochit, I two different used by two different people, it's changing Rishuyos, and the Chazal said you can't do that. Now, so therefore, you need to make an Eruv. How do you make an Eruv? So it's basically the same, if I understood, I think it's the same procedure for a Mabuya and a Chotzer. We're not speaking about the technical partitions. We're assuming you have that. You still can't carry unless you have an Eruv. What do you do? You take bread or from all of the different people and put it in one house. 
then it makes that house and the courtyard around the house, or if it's from all the different chatseros, you take bread from all the different chatseros and put it in one chatser, then it makes all the chatsers one ownership, used by all the chatsers, all the houses used by one person, and therefore the mabui or the chatser that's opening off it is by one person. Okay, not literally one person, but one, uh, let's call it owner, and also not literally an owner. He doesn't have to actually own it. He has to be the one who has the right to use it. So again, so if all if all the owners of the chotzer, so you have a complex of uh, a few families, they take bread from one of the families and put it in one of the, in from all of the bread from each of the families and put it in one of the houses. Now you've made at least that that house and the courtyard have the exact same owners, everyone. So you can carry between the houses and the chotzer because it's not a different. It's not used by different people. Um, yeah, I just heard an interesting question regarding this, just to highlight this distinction. I'm not going to go into the answers now, but just the question is, let's say you rent a room in your house. So you have rights to the house, and he only has rights to his room. Is he allowed to carry from his room into your house, or does he need a Eruf Chatzeros? That's the sort of uh, point... Um, that we're discussing. Okay, um, but so so again, even if you have a mabwe that's fixed or an eruv that's fixed, you can't carry unless you've done this shitufe mabos or eruv chatzeros. Says Omar, Rav Yehuda, mabwe shaloni shtatfu bo hukshiru belechi. Rav Yehuda says if you have a mabwe that they have not done this partnership, they have not joined together, you can and it was fixed with the lechi hazorek letoicho chayev. If you throw into it from the Rishus HaRabim, you'd be chayav. Ayat Rishus HaYochid. The Mabu is a Rishus HaYochid. Just Rabbonon said you can't carry in it. Hukshuru B'Koyra Hazorek L'Tolcho Potur. But if it was fixed with a crossbeam, if you would throw into it, you'd be exempt. Because it's not a Rishus HaYochid. It says, now our assumption at the moment is that we're discussing a Mabui Sosum. A, seal, a Mabui that has three walls. And... Rav Yehuda holds that a koira only acts as a heker and a lechi acts as a partition. So if you took this three-walled mabui and put a koira, you haven't changed it. It's still, um, it's open on three sides, so it's not a rishus hayochit. Whereas according to, but if you put a lechi there, then it's considered closed on four sides, so it is a rishus hayochit. Doraisa. Interesting, Basil, this is, I think you were a step ahead of us with what you were asking yesterday. We're going to see the differences between whether we treat it as a mechitza or a heker, and the, some different opinions of what, 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 whether we consider them a mechitza or a heker. But our assumption at the moment, again, is that a rishus, to be a rishus hayochi doraisa, it has to be fenced in on four sides. If it's just fenced in on three sides, granted it's not a rishus harabim anymore because it's a mabui. It is not a Rishus Hayochid. A Rishus Hayochid has to have four walls. This, obviously, there's Machlokes in the Rishonim in different ways, but let's just keep with this way of learning. So, if you would put a Korah on the fourth end of the Mabui, a Korah is a Heker, it's not a partition. And therefore, if you would throw something from the Rishus Harabim into the, into the Mabui, you've thrown it from a Rishus Harabim into a three-walled area, which is not a Rishus Hayochid, so you wouldn't be Chayav you wouldn't have broken Shabbos Doraita. If, however, you put a Lechi at the entrance to the Korah, well, the Lechi acts as a partition, 
as, a, as if there's a proper wall there, and now it's got a fourth wall, this Mabu, so it's a proper Rishus Hayochit. This implies that the only reason that the, that you wouldn't be chav if it's a koira because you hadn't yet made the eruv, you hadn't joined in, you hadn't shit, you hadn't made the shituf. Says implying that if you had made the shituf, even if it was just a koira, you would be chav. How does a loaf of bread change it into a Rishus HaYochid or a Rishus HaRabim? We learned in a Brisa. If you have a Chatzar belonging to many people, or you have a Mabu that's open on both ends, whether they make an Eruv or not, if you throw into it, you'd be Chayev. What do we see? What determines, again, Doraisa, what determines the area is got to do with the Mechitzas. If it has four Mechitzas, or three Mechitzas, we'll see, then it would be a, then it would be Rishus HaYochit Doraisa, it would be considered Rishus HaYochit. If it has uh, four, if it has, uh, if it's open on both ends, then it's not a Rishus HaYochit, etc. And you wouldn't be higher from throwing from a Rishus HaRabim into it. But it's got nothing to do with whether they've shit or or whether they've done the Eruv. Again, the Eruv, we're not speaking about the construction aspect, we're speaking about pooling their meal, or putting each person putting their bread in one house. So, if they've done, if that doesn't affect the status of the Eruv Doraisa. So, Elo Yitmar Hachitmar, if Rav Yehuda was saying something, this is what he must have said, what he meant to say. Well, this is how we went to understand him. Rav Yehuda, Omar, Rav Yehuda Mabu Sha'eno Royla Shituf, a mabui that cannot be shituf yet. I. It's a mabui mafulash, so it's not ready to be carried in. Hukshuru belechi. If he fixes it with the lechi, hazorek letolchachayev. If someone throws into it, he would be chayev. Hukshuru bekoira. If he fixes the one side with the koira, hazorek letolchopotur. If someone throws into it, he would be exempt, he wouldn't have transgressed from throwing into Rishus Rabim into Rishus HaYochit. Alma, Kosovar Lechi Mishum Mechitzah V'Koyra Mishum Heker. We see the Lechi is acting as a Mechitzah, as a proper wall, a partition, and the Koyra only acts as a Heker. I again, so what's Yehuda's case? Yom V'chein Omar Rabbah, Lechi Mishum Mechitzah V'Koyra Mishum Heker. Rabbah says, a Lechi is because of Mechitzah and a Koyra is a Heker. When you have this Mabwe that's open on both ends, there it's not a Rishus Hayochid because it needs at least three sides. So if on the third side, now remember we're not discussing Dora Bonin yet, we're still trying to get out of the Doraisa issue. If on the third side, you would put uh, so on the one, so you've got this alley open on both sides, on the one side of the alley you go and put a Lechi or a Kora there. If you put a Kora there, the Kora is only a Heker. So it's not considered a partition at, at all. It's still a Mabwe that is open on two sides. So it's not a Rishus Hayochid, and therefore if you throw into it, you'd be Potur. On the other hand, if you put a Lechi on that side, well the Lechi counts as a wall. So now it's a Mabwe that's closed on three sides, it's a proper Rishus Hayochid. This Verova or Marova says, Echot Mishum Heker. No, both cases are because of a Heker. 
challenged Rabbi. He says, if someone throws him to a Maboy, he would be liable. If he doesn't have a Lechi, he would be Potter. Again, remember, Chayev means he's done an Isudor Isa. So he's thrown from Rishus Haravim to Rishus Hayochit. So he says here clearly that if it has a Lechi, then he would be liable. And if he doesn't have a Lechi, he would be potter. We see that a Lechi does act as a partition. Where Rava said it's a Heker. He says, It only needs, we're actually speaking about a Mabui Sosum, a Mabui that only needs a Lechi. If you throw into it, it's Chayev. Lechi v'dovar acher. If it's a mabu mafulash that still requires a lechi and something else, a lechi and a tzuras pesach probably, hazorik letocha potter. If you throw into it, it would be potter. And the price is coming to teach us that it has to have three walls to be a rishus hayochid d'oraisa. That's the emphasis here again is that to be a rishus hayochid d'oraisa, it has to have three walls. Interestingly, I'll just mention it on the side, that seems to be how most Rishonim learn. If an area is enclosed on three sides, by these by partitions or whatever, valid partitions. It's considered Rishus Hayochid. According to the Rambam, it seems it's only a Mokom Petur. It does have to have four. So the Rambam is going to have to learn these Gomorrahs a little bit differently. I just wanted to mention that it's not a blanket rule, but we'll just go with the standard way that we've been learning, that as soon as it has walls on three sides, it's a Rishus Hayochid Doraisa. Again, you still can't carry Draponon because you need to fix the fourth end. And you can't, um, and you have to do shituf, drabonon, but to arise it's a rishus hayochid. So in Garasa, if it doesn't, we would be able to carry without a lechi, without a korah, or any, or the uh, yes, or the full partition. Yes. Yeah, 100%. It might even, Doraisa, it might even be more lenient because even uh, uh, like a mabui. Not many people will walk through. So even if it's open on both ends, it might it might not be a rishus hayochid to oraisa because it's open on both ends. It only has two walls, but it would not necessarily be a rishus harabim. It might be it it would fall into some other category. So that's uh, yeah, it does get very tricky. There's um, we come across. I didn't mention this in the introduction, but we actually come across. Between Torah Center and Rabbanon, we come across four main types of Rishuyos. There's Rishus Harabim, public. We actually haven't spent time defining what is a Rishus Harabim, but that will come up in the Masechta. You know, the fame, you've heard some of the famous things. A main street or a main area that 600,000 people gather in a day or pass through in a day. You know, those sort of, it has to be a X number of Amos Wad. So those are all requirements for Rishus Harabim. Then there's Rishus Hayochid. That's what we're working on now. To be defined as a Rishus Hayochid, would be have to have the simplest way is three walls, as we'll see it's a machlokas tonight, but three walls. Obviously each ten fochim high and an area, a minimum area of four by four tvachim. And then there's a mokum patur. That's neither Rishus Harabim nor a Rishus Hayochid. Now Doraisa there are actually quite a few mokum paturs. Once you bring in the Drabbonan Alochas, they're not that many Mokom Petur. But for an example of a Mokom Petur is in Rishus Harabim only extends Tent Fochim upwards from the ground. So if you would have a boulder, a small, uh, more like a pillar in the Rishus Harabim, that's Tent Fochim Ha, it's not in the Rishus Harabim anymore, so on top of it is a Mokom Petur. Um, and then the third type is a Carmelis.
And Carmel is, uh, yeah, again, it uh, requires its own uh, understanding, but these things will clarify as we go through the Masechta. Let's carry on. So Asiba, they challenged Rava again. Rava said that a Lehi and a Koira are both a Heker. Right? They don't count as making a partition. It says, yes, I'll claim on my Rebbe Yehuda. Further, Rebbe Yehuda said, If someone has two houses on either side of the Rosh Hashanah, so he has a house, so there's a street, and he's got a house on either side of the street. He makes a lechi on either end, or a kora on either end, and he can now carry in the middle, he can carry from his one house to the other. What do you mean? On either end again, on the ends of the street. So he's got two houses on either side of the street, so he sets up a kora, or a lechi on that side, and a kora and a lechi on that side. So that now this area in the middle is partitioned. That's what we're going to suggest. Um, and he says, And the sages said to him, No, you can't make a reshus harabim with an erovint in, in that way. So just the two points that we bring in from here, is we assume Rabbi Yehud is holding that two walls... And the lechi make a reshus hayochid, because then you have three walls. And the second lechi is to make it a hechsher according to the rabbon. And that's our assumption at the moment. Again, Rabbi Yudha said if you have two houses, one on each side of the street, you can put a koira on either side. So the first, or the first lechi makes it a three-walled area. So it's reshus hayochid. And the second lechi on the other end makes it a properly enclosed area that you can carry. And then the second point is, what did the rabbis respond to Rabbi Yehuda? They said to him, no, you can't make an Eruv in a Rishus Harabim in such a way. I implying that in general, this should work. It's just, it's a major public street. So just, excuse me, just putting a Lech on either end doesn't work. But if you'd put a Lech, but if you, but they in theory agree that a Lech makes a partition, just not in a Rishus Harabim. So this is a cash on Rabbah who said that they're not partitions. So the Gemara answers, Hosam Kosovan Rebbe Yehuda, Shtei Mechitzas Do'araisa. No, Rebbe Yehuda actually holds, two Mechitzas is considered Rishus Hayochid Do'araisa. So the Chachomim hold that for something to be a Rishus Hayochid, the Rabbonim, it just has to have, it has to have uh, three walls. According to Rebbe Yehuda, it only has to have two walls. As soon as it has two walls, it's a Rishus Hayochid Do'araisa. Oma Rabbi Yehuda, Oma Rav, Rabbi Yehuda said in the name of Rav, Mabui she'orcho karochba, and now we're going back to qualifications of a Mabui. So, Mabui she'orcho karochba, ena nitar belechim mashuhu. If you have a Mabui that's length is as long as it's width, a lechi doesn't help. You would still, you would actually need a board of fort for him. Okay, so you have a Mabui that is 10 amos long and 10 amos wide, or Eight amos long, eight amos wide. You would need a board of fort for him to fix the opening. Says Omar We'll see the reason shortly. Omar Bichia Barashi, Omar Rab. Bichia Barashi said in the name of Rab. Mabushe Orcho Karach Ba Enonita Bekorevetefach. He says the same thing. Um, if you have a Mabui that is uh, square, it's equally long and wide. You can't just use a Kora of a Tefach. Doesn't say. I didn't see what you could use, but to put a Kora. Normally a Kora only has to be a Tefach wide. 
But here it does, yeah, that's not sufficient. And Omar Rabbi Zaira, Kama Machaven, Shmaisa de Sabin, Hani de Orcho Korachba, Havelaika Chosev, Chotz Einendi Teres, Belechi Bakara, Ella, Bepas Arbo. Says, oh, what they're saying is very precise. Because if you have a Maboy that is as wide as it is long, well, then it's like a chotzer. And we know a chotzer can't be permitted with a lechi or a koira, rather with a board of fort vachim. I mean, we've seen different opinions in how to fix a chotzer, but the most lenient was either something on either end, a lechi on either end, mashahu, or a board of fort vachim. So it has, once it's a square, it has the status of a, if it's a square or if it's wider, then it's longer. Then it has the status, the makeup of a chotzer, and it would require more than just a lechi or a koira. Omer Ebizeri, kasheli ho kasheli lahave hal lechi kapas mashu benishtai. Says, but I'm still struggling a little. Why don't we say, isn't a pas and a lechi the same thing? He's saying the lechi means a side post and pas means a side board. So what's the difference? So at the end of the day, what's the difference between a pas and a lechi? If you say you need a pas, so just rename your lechi a pas. It seems that he didn't have this teaching of, I couldn't work it out, but it seems he didn't have this teaching of Fort Fochim. But he thought they were just saying on a Chotzer you need a Pas, and on a Mabu you need a Lechi. So he says, so instead, when you're setting up your Chotzer, take scratch out where it had Lechi written on it, and write Pas on it. it sounds, I think that's what he's saying. He says, so the Gemara answer, no, 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 when we say a pass of a chotzer, we mean it, according to Rabbi Yochanan, it has to have fought for him. So when we say a pass or a lechi by a mabui, we usually, we usually use the term lechi, which would imply very short. I'm not sure if it even has to be a tefach. I haven't, I thought, um, I don't know why I have a tefach in my mind, but I'm not sure if it even has to be a tefach. Um, but, when we say pass, I like by a chotzer, we mean it has to be a board of fort vachim. We have a tradition. What are the requirements to make it considered a mabui that is permitted with the lechi or koru? Remember, to make it considered enclosed as a mabui, it's more lenient than a chotzer because a mabui just needs either a lechi or a koru. A chotzer needs to have a, a board of four or more walls, etc. All these other requirements. So there's two requirements. One, kolsha orcho yesa It has to be longer than it is wide. The, alley, the length of the alley has to be more than the width of the alley. And second point is, It has houses and courtyards open into it. What does that mean? It has to have two courtyards opening into the Mabui. And each Mabui, and each Chotzer has to have two houses opening into it. So it's two houses opening into a Chotzer, into two houses opening into two Chotzers. And then open into the Mabui. What's a chotzer which would not be permitted um, through a lechi or a koira? arba, but you would actually need a pas, a board of fort vachim. Kol shem meruvas if it's square. Tomorrow's meruvas in agula law. You're telling me it only counts as a chotzer if it's square and not round. What happens if you have a round chotzer? How are you going to fix that? That doesn't make sense. It's not hachi komer. The orcho yeser arochba havelei mabui. If the length is longer than the width, it's a mabui. Or mabui belechi v'koira sagi, and a mabui is sufficient if it just has a lechi and a koira. V'i lo havelei chotzer, and if not, it is a chotzer. When we said square, we weren't saying square as opposed to circle. We are saying square as opposed to rectangle. V'kama. Now, how much longer 
then why does the Maboy have to be? So Sova Shmuel thought that it has to be twice, double as long as it is wide. So if you have this Maboy that is 10 Amos wide, we've been discussing quite often a 10 Amma wide Maboy, it would have to be 20 Amos long. If you have a 5 Amma wide Maboy, it would have to be 10 Amma. That's what he thought. It's Omerlei Rav. Rav said, Hachi Omer Chavivi, Chavivi told me, I'll tell you that, Afilo Mashu no any amount. And that is that seems to be the accepted any amount as soon as it's a little bit longer then it is wider then it is uh, um, as soon as it's longer than it's wider then it is uh, Mabui as opposed to Chotzer and it can be fixed with just a Lechi or a Koira interesting who is Chavivi Rav quoted Chavivi so Rav says Rebbe Chia Rebbe Chia was Chavivi, it was Rebbe Chia was his uncle, so he called him Madia, my, my, uh, who's the person who's very special to me. But listen to Rashi's next clause, and I'll leave it for, um, I don't, I'm trying to remember which Maset, I think it might be about Basra or somewhere, where this, or Yovamos, it shows how, but it says, Rebbe um, Shehu, Ache Oviv Ve'imo Shel Rav. Rebbe Chia was the brother of Rav's father and mother. How could you have someone who's the brother of a father and a, and a mother, how could they be married? Are they not uh, brothers and sisters? It's a brother and a sister, etc. So I'll leave that for when we get to that sugya. But this is Rav's uncle, Rabbi He called him Chavibi. Now, just the interesting thing I saw. So we see we're much stricter with the Chotzer than a Maboy. Why are we stricter than a Chotzer than a Maboy? And this is will sum up and clarify a lot of the halachas that we've seen. So this is from the Mishnah Bura. It's Shin Samach Gimel Kuf Beis. He explains... He says it's based on the nature of the Mabui and the Chotzer. Remember, a Mabui is more public. More people going through it. You have, again, multiple Chotzers, multiple people using that Mabui. And therefore, people don't expect privacy. A Chotzer, it's a closed, it's an area that's used by a very specific, very few number of people. Whoever's houses open into that Chotzer, that's all. Sometimes it's one person, sometimes it's two, but it's generally much less than whatever the Mabui is going to be. So it's more private. Therefore, a mab again by their nature, so a mabui is less private and a chot or more public and a chotzer is more private, that's the nature that Chazal required you to kind of maintain. If it has a more private nature, then you're going to need a more significant um, a more significant uh, fix to make it considered enclosed. Again, you want a private area, you're going to put in more effort to enclose it. If it's less private, like a mabui, well, then it's not going to require as much, and therefore, you can, it's not, people don't expect as much privacy, therefore, it can be considered enclosed with just a lechi or a koira. Um, and this is, the Mishnah Pura actually brings it to explain, but now we understand very easily, why does a mabui, to, we said to be considered a mabui, it has to have two houses opening into, two chotzers opening into the Mabui. Why can't it just be one house opening to the Mabui and one chotzer opening into the Mabui? Why does it have to be, why does it have to actually be four houses opening into two courtyards into this Mabui? So he says, because that's the minimum that people, that would give it more of a public status, that people will change their mindset how they act in the Mabui compared to how they act in a Chotzer. If it was small, if there were less things opening into the Mabui, then it would more have the status in people's mind of a Chotzer because it's very private. Very few people use it, so it's very private, and therefore it would need the requirements and the fixes 
of a chotzer. Okay, and we'll leave it there for today. Have a very good Shabbos.